and welcome to the Autodidactic Podcast with your host, Rick Dearman. Hello and welcome back to the Autodidactic Podcast. Today we're going to talk about memory techniques and mnemonics. In this episode, we're going to explore strategies that will help you use memory techniques. Don't forget that I put all the transcripts for every episode on my website at theautodidactic.info. So let's get into it. Memory plays an crucial part of your learning and the learning process because it allows us to retain and retrieve information. In this episode, we'll explore memory techniques and mnemonics as effective tools for improving memory retention and recall. Memory techniques and mnemonics are strategies and methods developed to enhance memory performance. They provide practical approaches to encode and store information in a way that's easier to remember and to retrieve when required. By understanding and applying these techniques, we can optimize our memory capacity and enhance our learning experience. So let's delve into memory techniques and mnemonics, but first let's try and gain a comprehensive understanding of how memory works. So first we have sensory memory. Our initial sensory impressions are often briefly stored in sensory memory. It acts as a buffer holding sensory member for mem- holding sensory information for a short period. For example, when you see a vibrant sunset, the image lingers in your visual sensory memory before fading away. Then we have short-term memory. And that is information that captures our attention and moves from sensory memory into short-term memory. Short-term memory serves as a temporary storage system holding a limited amount of information for a brief time. Think of it as mental workspace where you're actively process and manipulate information. And then you have long-term memory. Long-term memory is the relatively permanent storage system that allows information to be held over extended periods from minutes to a lifetime. And it has different types. So there's episodic memory, which uh, involves the recollection of personal experiences or events, such as your last vacation or birthday celebration, and enables us to remember specific details and context associated with those experiences. And then there's semantic memory, and semantic memory stores general knowledge, facts, concepts, not tied to any specific event or a personal experience. It includes things like knowing the capital of a country or understanding mathematical principles. And then there's procedural memory. And procedural memory is related to a memory for skills and processes. So it involves the recall of how to perform certain actions like riding a bike, typing in a keyboard, or playing a musical instrument. So uh, episodic memory is essential for the autobiographical recall and the recollection of personal experiences and allows us to remember specific events, their associated emotions, and the context in which they occurred. For example, you can vividly recall your high school graduation day or including the sights and sounds and the emotions you experience. Then there's semantic memory. It encompasses our general knowledge and understanding of the world, and it's used for remembering facts and information that's not tied to personal experience. So knowing the Earth orbits around the sun or defining the concept of gravity are examples of semantic memory. Procedural memory is performing 
various skills and functions, and it's mostly around motor skills, habits, or learned behaviors. And some examples are riding a bicycle or typing or uh, dance steps. Now, several factors can influence memory performance. Some of these are attention and focus. So attention and focus play a critical role in memory encoding and retrieval. When we pay attention and we're fully engaged in the learning process, information is much more likely to be successfully encoded and then retrieved later from memory. Strategies such as minimizing distractions and actively participating in general learning material and using techniques like mindfulness can help you to improve your attention and focus. The encoding and retrieval process is another key factor. Encoding refers to the process of converting information into a form that can be stored in memory. Retrieval, on the other hand, involves recalling and accessing stored information when it's required. So understanding effective encoding strategies, such as organizing information, creating meaningful associations, employing visual techniques, these can improve your memory retention. And retrieval techniques like space repetition or retrieval practice can enhance the recall of information. <clears throat> and then another key factor is emotional and physiological states. Your emotion or physiological state can significantly impact memory performance. Strong emotional experiences tend to be remembered better due to the activation of the amygdala, a brain region used involved uh, primarily in emotional processing. Additionally, physiological states like stress or relaxation can um, enhance or uh, you know, affect memory. High levels of stress can impair memory, while relaxed and focused state can enhance memory. So understanding these factors and in their influence on your memory process can help you optimize your learning and memory performance. And by applying effective memory techniques and mnemonics, we can start to harness the power of our memory and improve our ability to retain information. Now, one of the first techniques to discuss is chunking. Chunking is a powerful memory technique that involves breaking information into smaller manageable units or chunks. By organizing information into meaningful groups, we can enhance the retention and recall. So how can we apply this in various contexts? Well, um, chunking involves re grouping related bits of information together to form larger, more meaningful groups. So you can chunk up. So for example, instead of trying to remember a long screen of numbers, uh, you can chunk them into smaller groups to make them more manageable. So you can chunk down to make them more manageable. So like a phone number. Um, to break things down into smaller, more meaningful chunks, you employ strategies like identifying a pattern, um, categorizing similar concepts, or organizing information in hierarchies. And looking for connections or relationships between different elements. So some examples of chunking in uh, different contexts. Chunking can be applied in various scenarios. For example, when memorizing a speech, you can divide it into sections based on key ideas or themes. Or when studying, you might group related concepts together. In everyday life, we do chunking all the time in order to remember phone numbers or to-do lists or a recipe, for example. Visualization and imagery 
are techniques that harness the power of mental images to enhance memory encoding and retrieval. So let's have a look at these quickly to create um, how we can create a vivid mental uh, representation. You, you can use mental imagery to enhance your memory. Visual imagery made, uh, sorry, visual imagery aids uh, memory by creating a multi-sensory multi experience. So for example, if we imagine a vivid and detailed mental image, uh, sight and sound, and it's all related to the information I want, uh, that we want to remember, it strengthens the association and improves recall. Now, vivid and memorable mental images, uh, you need to incorporate all the sensory details of emotions and associations and try and engage multiple senses like touch, taste, uh, whatever you can, um, to add uh, emotional elements or more sensory elements to our mental images and make them more memorable and easier to recall. So visualization can be applied in a number of situations. So for example, when trying to remember faces and names, you can visualize the distinctive features of someone or try and create uh, imaginative association. In studying, uh, visual, visualizing complex processes or a diagram can aid in comprehension and recall. Uh, in presentations or creative projects, incorporating visual elements can enhance uh, your retention. Now, one of the techniques or mnemonic techniques most people are familiar with is a thing called a method of loci or a memory palace. Uh, the method of loci um, leverages spatial memory and familiar, uh, familiar locations to improve memory recall. So, um, basically, the explanation of a method of loci is it involves associating information with specific locations in a familiar setting, such as your house or a well-known street. And by mentally navigating through the location, you can retrieve the associated uh, information. So to create a memory palace, uh, they should already exist in your mind. You just choose a familiar place, and then you mentally assign sp uh, specific information to a distinct area in that location. So as you mentally walk through the palace uh, or the location, you retrieve the information uh, that's associated with each step. So um, numerous case studies have shown this to be effective. Uh, for example, ancient orators would use this technique to deliver speeches without notes. Uh, a practical tip here is to choose a vivid um, image when you're putting things in your memory palace. It enhances the recall and the technique. So imagine you're walking through your house, uh, you put the information you want on a chair, uh, and then the next bit of information on your sofa, and then the next bit of information is in your kitchen. And then as you walk through the house, you just look mentally at the thing that, where you've placed the information, and the information should be available to you. Now another technique is an acronym. And this is used to condense information um, as a, as a memory recall. So uh, these sorts of things are used by taking the initial letters of a series of words and you create a memorable abbreviation. So by creating an acronym, we can uh, list uh, items or key memory points associated with them. And this is a, a mnemonic device used frequently um, 
to uh, remember colors of the rainbow or um, the, the, the planets of the solar system, etc. And I'm sure you're probably familiar with this from school. Um, they, but they can be applied in a variety of subjects and contexts, and in studying it's very helpful for remembering formulas or sequences or key concepts. Um, often in language learning they're used to aid vocabulary retention. Um, you can also use rhymes, songs, and jingles. Now this has often been done uh, as an effective memory aid. Uh, they have a rhythmic and melodotic structure that enhances your auditory processing and your memory systems. So the repetitive patterns and the catchy tune make information more um, accessible. Here it's things like the alphabet song, uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, these sort of things uh, create effective rhymes and jingles and let you focus on the melody and, but it incorporates the target information into the lyrics. So by leveraging the rhythm and the rhyme and the repetition, you enhance the memory encoding and retrieval. Um, so this has been done for a number of years and is a very useful con uh, technique. Another technique is the keyword technique. and It's commonly used for learning new vocabulary or concepts. Uh, it involves creating association between new words and familiar keywords. Um, so the keyword technique helps you remember new words by creating a vivid mental connection between the unfamiliar word and the familiar word. These connections help you to retrieve the meaning of the word more easily. Um, so to apply the technique, you first select a familiar keyword that sounds similar to the new word you want to remember. And then you create a visual image or a memorable story that links the keyword and the meaning of the new word. Um, these are generally used in language learning or science or history and by reinforcing the association between the keywords and the new information you strengthen your uh, memory and improve your recall. Now PEG systems are mnemonic devices um, that provide a structured framework for remembering information with a series of PEGs. So to explore uh, major, the, you can use the major system for numbers or um, rhyme system. Peg systems offer a systematic way to remember lists or sequences or ordered information um, in predefined pegs. Um, so um, the major system is another system used uh, normally for numbers that associate the number based on their sound with a different peg and then it uses clues to retrieve information. PEG systems can be employed in various scenarios when the information needs to be in order, such as lists, steps, sequences, or processes. And you can associate the information with PEGs, and it helps you recall the structure. Uh, one PEG you probably already know is the alphabet, so you can uh, link things to A, and then another thing to B, and then C, etc. Spaced repetition is a learning technique that involves review. Um, uh, these are mostly related to flashcards. Spaced repetition takes advantage of the fact that your memory is uh, more effectively consolidated and retained when they're revisited periodically. So by spacing out your reviews, you reinforce uh, your memory retention. Implementing spaced repetition techniques, uh, you can incorporate them uh, in your learning routine and you can create a schedule 
uh, tools are available on digital platforms that help with this sort of things. You can use a um, Anki flashcard, for example, or you can just create paper flashcards. Now, the main thing about memory is active engagement with the material is crucial. So you must be actively looking and reviewing and trying to enhance your encoding and retention. So let's look at some practical tips for this. Um, active reading techniques such as highlighting points, uh, summarizing information into your own words, teaching the concept to others, these can significantly improve your memory encoding. And by actively interacting with the material, you create a stronger connection and a deeper understanding. And then you repetition, repetition, repetition is essential for memory consolidation. But by spacing out your practice sessions and your reviews over time, you reinforce the pathways uh, associated with the learned materials and you know, uh, design an effective review schedule based on a forgetting curve ensures optimal retention. Most uh, flashcard apps are based around this idea. Uh, active recall exercises for flashcards, quizzes, or self-tests are very powerful tools for reinforcing your memory and um, retention, as well as recall. By incorporating memory techniques into these exercises, um, you enhance your memory retrieval and consolidation. Now, establishing meaningful connections between new information and existing knowledge is a great strategy for enhancing your memory. So techniques such as finding concepts uh, with familiar analogies and metaphors can help solidify the, solidify the information in your memory. Finding personal relevance in the material, such as linking it to your own experiences or your own interests, this also enhances encoding and retention. And relating the concept to a personal experience is uh, a good way to create a stronger association between the material and your life. Um, so memory techniques such as visualization, mnemonics association can apply to just about everything to reinforce and strengthen the connection between the different information and regularly review and revisit these connections over time ensures their long-term retention. Now, memory techniques can be applied uh, to various learning scenarios, including studying, language learning, or professional development. When you're studying, memory techniques can be applied to reading textbooks or taking notes or effective materials. Strategies such as maintaining mnemonic devices, visualizing key concepts, or organizing information into memory palaces can significantly enhance your memory retention. In conclusion, memory techniques and mnemonics are powerful tools for improving memory retention and recall. And by applying practical tips and strategies using these techniques, you can enhance your learning experience and optimize your performance. But remember to actively engage with the material um, and apply these techniques in various scenarios. To delve deeper into memory techniques, um, you should consider the following resources. Uh, there are some books, Moonwalking with Einstein, uh, Make It Stick, The Science of Successful Learning, uh, The Memory Book, The Classic Guide to Improving Your Memory at Work and School, uh, there are online courses in Coursera and Udemy, um, 
there's a, a, a really good forum, which I will put the link to in the, in the notes. Um, and there's many courses taught by various instructors. So you can, could consider enrolling in a memory training program or a workshop. There's lots of these things that are online for free. Uh, but remember, mastering memory techniques takes a long time and a lot of practice. So incorporating these into your learning routine, you can unlock your potential, but you do need to practice the technique quite frequently. Right, so remember to visit my website, autodidactic.info, to get the transcripts and the link to resources for this episode and all of the other episodes and seasons. Thank you very much for listening, and I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the Autodidactic Podcast with your host, Rick Dearman. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving a donation via PayPal. Thank you very much, and see you again next time.